Hello, I'm Ron Bernthal, and the program is Borders. In 1902, Chicago architect Frank Lloyd Wright met Buffalo resident Darwin Martin, an advertising director of the world's largest soap manufacturing company. Wright was only 32, hoping for a design assignment from Martin, who was, at 38, one of the highest paid executives in the country. The two men hit it off quickly, and the residence that Wright went on to build for Martin, completed in 1905, represents one of the finest examples of Wright's prairie house design. Wright went on to design 10 other structures for Martin, including the administration building for Martin's Larkin Soap Company and a summer home for the Martin family known as Greycliff, on Lake Erie just south of Buffalo. But it is the Martin House that draws more than 20,000 visitors a year, and the organization that has restored the house and added a new visitor center is receiving many accolades for the recently reopened site. Mary Roberts is the executive director of the non-profit Martin House Restoration Corporation. Martin House exemplifies Frank Lloyd Wright's prairie house ideal, and it truly ranks as one of his finest residential works. He is arguably America's greatest architect, and the Martin House is an international magnet for tourism and scholarship. It's a -a one-of-a-kind composition with five original Wright structures on the historic Martin House complex, plus a gardener's cottage and a newly constructed welcome interpretive center, the Eleanor and Wilson Great Batch Pavilion. What we have here is not only a unique right design in his whole body of work, but we have a unique setting in a great American city that uh, includes notable representation from all of America's greatest architects. The other famous architects that helped make Buffalo one of the great U.S. cities for urban design included Henry Hobson Richardson, Frederick Law Olmsted, Louis Sullivan, and Daniel Burnham. But of all the magnificent buildings in the Buffalo area, it is the Martin House that stands out, not only because of its pedigree designer, but because the entire residential complex was almost lost to demolition and deterioration. Mary Roberts explains the chronology of the restoration. The restoration of the Martin House began in earnest in 1992 with the single focus of restoring the main Martin House. Shortly after that, the Barton House, the secondary home for Martin's sister and her husband, was offered up for sale and the corporation raised the money and added that to the scope of the project. On the heels of that decision, an effort was mounted to raise money to purchase a 20-unit apartment complex that stood in the rear of the Martin House, and those apartment buildings were purchased with the idea to demolish them and to reconstruct three buildings that were part of Wright's original design. Thus, in 2004-2007 were the reconstructed elements of the pergola, conservatory, and the carriage house able to be realized. What it did was put back Wright's entire multi-structure compound as it was originally designed. The restoration project included replacing missing furniture and carpeting with made-to-order reproductions, landscaping the one-and-a-half-acre lot, and replacing the more than 400 pieces of art glass originally in the windows and skylights with custom-made reproductions. March of 2009 saw the opening of the 7,000-square-foot visitor pavilion designed by Toshiko Mori, a modern sculpture with triple-glazed floor-to-ceiling windows and an interior a lobby that serves as a visual and historic platform for studying Wright's other Buffalo-located buildings. 
When the house was finished in 1905, Martin paid $175,000 to Wright, a huge sum at the time when constructing a single home in Buffalo cost about $7,000. But Wright knew that Martin was wealthy and could afford the exotic woods and the stained glass, which was installed everywhere, including bathroom windows and closet doors. Wright made sure the staff was comfortable as well, with spacious quarters for the chauffeur and a gardener's college that makes today's visitors weep with envy. Morton was financially ruined in the 1929 stock market crash, and the property was sold after his death in 1935. The $50 million restoration of the Martin Complex was finished. Most of the exterior work has already been done. The Darwin Martin Residential Complex is open year-round, and photographs and information on visiting the site can be found online at darwinmartinhouse.org. Borders is produced at WJFF, an NPR affiliate station in Jeffersonville, New York. I'm Ron Bernthal, and this is listener-supported public radio.